Welcome to Genesis NFT by NFT's What The Fuck, hosted by me, Jamie Burke. We're doing a retrospective on the history of NFTs, its key moments and people, from counterparty to rare pepes, crypto punks and kitties, from Xcopy to Pack, and people's record auction. With the stories from the people inside the hurricane and hear their hopes and fears for its future, these episodes, now over 16 hours have been recorded, will be turned into a single audio documentary released as an NFT time capsule. Follow at NFTs WTF to keep updated on the drop on Twitter. So, I mean, obviously, on the one hand, you know, you are representing Sotheby's at the same time, you know, you're, you are a human being and we, we like to try to have like quite personal stories. So I imagine that what Sotheby's are doing in NFTs is, is very much driven by you as an individual. Um, I don't know whether you'd take claim to that or not, but I imagine that's probably the case. So. I imagine your personal story is with NFTs is as much uh, as the other way around. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a fair assessment, actually. Um, you know, I, 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 so I run the Contemporary Art Day Sale, or I ran the Contemporary Art Day Sale with a specific focus in emerging and mid-career artists from 1980 to present day, and my job was to go source new talent. Um, from collectors and bring those to auction and really uncover new artists uh, and really discover their price points at auction. During the pandemic, uh, we, you know, we like everyone else kind of slowed down business. And I had a call with my CEO where we were discussing how to rejuvenate and reinvigorate, uh, you know, our, our bottom line with, with these new sales. Um, and, and the core of that conversation was really to, to engage a new audience of collectors. And so I was looking at different, you know, I didn't want to go completely outside of the box. That was before I even knew what an NFT was, but I was really looking at different markets, different collectors, trying to understand, you know, what makes people tick at a younger age demographic. And my friend turned me on to a nifty gateway sale, I would say, you know, in September of, or October of last year. Um, and my initial reaction was, there's absolutely no way <laughs> that this will ever, this will ever catch on. I was a complete skeptic. And that is primarily because I come from a very, you know, physical background experience, like where I can really relate to the art <clears throat> through a physical connection. I really enjoy you know, that, that interaction that I have with a physical piece, for example. And I wasn't necessarily getting that from a, a JPEG image that I was seeing on, on the, on, on a website, but, you know, I, I kept tabs of it and, you know, I, I watched as the market slowly started to pick up. I started to join some of the communities just as a listener, as a bystander, if you will, to hear kind of what, you know, what was interesting, what was engaging, what was making people you know, interested or excited about specific artists. And I started to realize that there was a real ecosystem, a real community of, of collectors, of buyers that were really appreciating the artwork in ways that I wasn't looking at it. Um, and so with that lens in mind, I started to, to reframe my understanding of what an NFT was or what it was possible of or, or capable of capturing. And and I, I was very fortunate to, to be introduced to PAC at a very, very early stage in January. And after several phone calls through a voice recorder on their end, 
um, I started to really, really grasp and understand the possibilities of this new medium or this new form. And, and what I saw with PAC was a real, it was a performance piece with a conceptual aspect that, you know, I was, I was aware existed in, in a, the canon of contemporary art history. It was just through a, a different medium. So they were asking the same questions as a traditional contemporary artist, for example, but just through a different medium. And, um, and in that, with that in mind, I started to really, become more engaged with the community, with the artists, started to learn, you know, very quickly, not just, you know, the technical background, because I come from very limited knowledge in that sense, but, you know, who the artists that were really cutting edge, breaking, uh, breaking ground, and who the collectors were that were really driving the market to, to its peaks in February and, and March. And so the, the pack sale was a really great, you know, first entryway for Sotheby's because I really think it captured the true sentiment, the true possibility of what an NFT or what digital art has, has the power of, of achieving uh, through various, through its unique medium. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about the pack piece was that it was, it was very innovative and, and really played with the medium of NFTs, which I think has sometimes been missed when, let's say, you know, incumbents, normally from a creator angle, have kind of entered the market. But obviously, Packers and artist is, is about as native to this space as you can get. And so well, I, I think it even still surprised me just how innovative that, that drop, or that work was, you know, uh, coming from Sotheby's. Yeah, I, th- I think it was really important to choose an artist that was really pushing the boundaries of what, what an NFT, you know, the... the the potential of NFTs. I really wanted to explore that. And that sale was looking back rather ambitious for a first sale for Sotheby's. Um, we had to partner with Nifty Gateway to to host the auction because we weren't set up um, ourselves to host some of the uh, mechanisms of that sale. And you know, looking back, there may have been one or two components that were superfluous to the to the overall goal, but the I think it was an incredible success that we had over 3,000 unique buyers and about 90% of them were new to Sotheby's. And that was really what was exciting to see and allowed us to build you know, into natively digital, into the World Wide Web and, um, you know, and several other exciting projects. Yeah, and I want to come back to natively digital in a minute. Absolutely. That's kind of an extension of, of what you did with PAC. And again, I think it was... What was great about it was the process behind it. The kind of artists that you championed weren't necessarily, again, ones that I would have expected. I might have hoped that Sotheby's would champion yeah. them, not that I would have expected them to. And again, how you did that within within uh, Decentraland and everything else. But yeah. maybe to kind of just um, uh, rewind a bit, it'd be great. Uh, so to give you a kind of full title, and I don't know if this has just changed because you just mentioned you're, you're in Hong Kong now, but I know you have uh, is it a dual role. There's co-head of digital art sales. Yes, with, with my colleague, uh, Michael Buhana out of London. Right. And then there's director of head of contemporary art auctions, Sotheby's Hong Kong, which is where you kind of just moved to now and you're in quarantine, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, and uh, and I think you've already done a good job of, of explaining that. I, I don't think there needs to be any explanation of who Sotheby's are, other than to say, you know, they've been around since 17th 
44 so 30, 44 yeah and this was our first this was our first digital sale so it'll be it was a definite milestone in that in that sense yeah and actually that i guess is is quite surprising because of course digital art is not new it hasn't correct or hasn't required nfts to be a thing digital art has been around for a while but so maybe we start there why why was it only until nfts that digital art became interesting to Sotheby's? It's a good question. We, during the course of my time at Sotheby's, we've probably sold you know, 10 to 12 pieces of digital art in, within the context of our contemporary art auctions. Um, it's a quite a niche marketplace. It's mainly reserved for diehard collectors that really want to, you know, that are really enamored with the medium and follow the artist and, and really reserved as well for institutional collecting to really you know, showcase such a significant turning point in history. But, you know, with with how our technology advances so qu- quickly and rapidly, works from the 70s, 80s, and 90s by Nam Jun Pike, for example, would constantly need to be updated and, and approved. And it was, it was a very laborious uh, uh, collecting style for, for many and, uh, and forced some to just disregard it you know, just out of, out of, out of pure, out of that reason alone. But I think NFTs, the, the, the way the technology underpinning NFTs through the blockchain has really allowed digital assets to become, mon, you know, to create a value within digital assets that can then be traded across the world in a very seamless, legitimate and definable way. And, and that switch really turned on the lights for for a lot of traditional collectors as well to start understanding that you know digital art now has has a much it has the same ease at which one can can interact with own and collect and trade as as physical art right and so i think it's interesting to, to try to understand almost sequentially or chronologically because i actually remember seeing a few quite cryptic tweets I think from your account, um, prior to the, the pack drop, where you were hinting that you know NFTs might be on the cards for Sotheby's, and I remember that kind of triggered quite a lot of excitement in the community. Um, I think even a few DMs that you might have been having with people were shared on Twitter. I don't know with or without your permission. Um, <laughs> um, and and it's funny, right? Because you know NFTs an extension of crypto and crypto culture and crypto as a community has always had a strange relationship with incumbents. So um, in the context of, you know, cryptocurrencies, there's always been this thing, well, you know, fuck the banks, we're going to replace them. And, um, you know, we don't need these intermediaries, this kind of outdated models. And I remember the same was kind of true for Sotheby's and Christie's right, when we were looking at, um, art, use, art use cases with NFTs. It was like, well, we no longer need Sotheby's and we no longer need Christie's. And yet, guess what? You know, the minute that um, both of those houses are are interested in the space, people are kind of falling over each other to be uh, legitimized. So it's, it's always an interesting um, dynamic. Um, and so I'd be interested to know, like when you saw Nifty Gateway happening, you saw kind of the size of the drops. I don't know whether it was the Beeple sale that particularly caught your eye or yeah. whether it happened earlier. 
I know you, you, you at the top end said you were quite dismissive of it, but um, you know how in, institutionally, and again, maybe that was just in, in, in your mind initially, how did you look at these kind of new platforms that were emerging? Did you see them as a challenger in some way? You said obviously in the beginning you had to partner with them for the kind of the payments infrastructure. I know you're working on some of your own uh, your, your own kind of uh, infrastructure now in an NFT context. Um, well, how, how does how do platforms and auction houses coexist? Uh, do they do they compete? You know, is your competitor still Christie's or is it a nifty gateway? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think I mean, there's a lot of great points and and uh, and good questions there. Um, I would I would start by saying that what Nifty Gateway achieved and like what they created and generated the buzz worldwide and the sales reported was was incredible and paved the way for you know for artists to be supported in a in a major way uh, i remember you know some several artists were reaching out to me asking how they could get in touch with nifty gateway <laughs> uh, how nice. they could get shortlisted uh, but i do i do believe that <clears throat> there is in such a new medium, we, we experience such a influx of creativity, some good, some bad, but it was really soaked up just by speculation at, at some points. And I definitely, we all recognize the correction that has occurred. And, and so, and I think all the marketplaces have in some respects responded uh, in turn. And so much more selective at the top end of which projects they're pursuing, um, and and much more, you know, focused on on creating kind of a community driven or utility driven approach to some of the collectibles or highlighting the narrative of the artist in others. So it, it I think as the market has gotten smarter, the marketplaces have also gotten smarter and and more dynamic and and responding to and curating and educating uh, what what we're seeing today. Yeah, and so was it was it the momentum that was building around Nifty Gateway, or was it the the Christie's kind of you know getting there before you with with the Beeple sale that that kind of really accelerated, I guess, what you were championing internally, or was it kind of a combination of all of those things? Yeah, I think you know by January I had already started uh, to discuss with our legal and compliance department about hosting an NFT auction. And it was met with intrigue, but of course, reservation, just because of how new and different this was from our traditional business model and how much you know, of a lift it would require and execution it would require to, to pull off one of these NFT sales. Um, so I was actually planning on, on a, a sale as as the Beeple uh, announcement came out with Christie's, uh, which I then had to scrap and and refocus. It was still with PAC, but we kind of restructured the idea a little bit um, as a response to make it larger and, and more impactful. Right. And obviously, you know, there is a difference, right? So, I mean, I know Beeple pretty well on a personal level, and he he does not regard himself as an NFT artist or a crypto artist. He says, look, I'm a digital artist and I'm actually not being very innovative with the medium of NFTs versus Pac, who right. absolutely is a NFT native, you know, 
it's as much about what he's doing with the medium as it is the the kind of creative content, right? So I think that is also a, perhaps a distinct difference in approach, at least in those early stages. I was definitely mindful of of the differences between the two artists um, as I made you know as I made the decision to to select Pack first, but you know that 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 first sale was really to focus and hone in on a community that was you know crypto native if you will and and really sh- sh- demonstrate that Sotheby's was here to you know to provide you know the right context for a project of this scope and scale but you know Beeple is you know and as a digital artist is is uh has identified himself you know, as as the singular among the rest, if you will, and and I've walked around with him in a contemporary auction, and it's interesting to see how he's starting to look and 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 understand, you know, the traditional physical art in a different lens, given you know his unique background as a digital artist. Yeah, um, and so then, of course, since then, you know, you've been doing lots of really exciting things. On the one hand, there was the Alien Punk. Uh, yeah. 7523 auction again by a good friend of mine silly tuna that fetched um 11.8 million um a a record at that point for a single crypto punk um and then you've also done the natively digital um collection exhibition where you built the replica of the new bond street galleries in, in london um and as i said i was really pleasantly surprised by the process through which you went to discover what the community uh, felt were native to the space. And then also the platform that that you then gave to artists, which, as I said, I I would have hoped you would have done, but hadn't expected. So could you talk us through the thinking behind that? Could you explain the process for those that aren't familiar with it? And then perhaps uh, introduce us to some of the artists that were showcased. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that the sale natively digital sale was really conceived and, uh, uh, around the idea that we really wanted to educate and curate, you know, high level curation of the history of NFTs. So we started with Kevin McCoy's quantum, uh, which was consi- which is considered, or which is the first ever NFT minted on the blockchain in 2014. Um, and then ended with some of the more, uh, contemporary art, you know, digital artists that are really pushing the boundaries, uh, you know, today, such as Justin Avrasano, who was actually the community selected artist. We wanted to include a component of the sale that allowed the community to select one artist to be featured in this auction. Cause we really believe and understand the importance, uh, of positioning Sotheby's not just as a marketplace, but as a as a conduit for the community to decide and determine as well as us. You know, we're coming with limited knowledge into a marketplace that has already existed. We want to recognize our position in that. We understand that what we lend ourselves to can legitimize in some ways, uh, but really are constantly learning and engaging with the community to understand you know, just how, how we should approach this so that it's well respected and well received. So I think natively digital and that artist, cho- you know, artist selection by the community was a great success because we really were able to highlight specific artists, you know, at the top end, you know, like PAC or, 
X copy or Mad Dog Jones or Fuck Render, but but also you know you had several other you know incredible artists that were really pushing the boundaries and and including including them at different price points was was also a great I think an important strategic decision because we could have just went all out and just included you know heavy banger after one after the other but I thought it was important to to really show a variety uh, in the selection and really speak to kind of what was happening and not and and show that not just every nft is going for hundreds of thousands of dollars but you can really get some incredible great work for a few thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars so that was that was the real purpose of of natively digital which i think uh was well received yeah absolutely and then so maybe to kind of close off um two questions really Uh, the the first one I guess circling back to some of the conversations we had at the top end, which is what is the role of an auction house in the context of this ecosystem? So obviously Damien Hurst, um, I guess not to be uh, one-upped by people or perhaps to kind of defend his position. Um, it recently did an NFT drop, I think generally pretty well received, but he chose to go through what was up until that point, a fairly obscure platform rather than through an auction house or even through something like Nifty Gateway. And obviously, he he's famous for disintermediating gallerists in, in the early part of his career. Um, what do you think you know, the role of an auction house um, is moving forward in the space? Um, and you know, can you give us any any insights into you know future plans, auctions, exhibitions that you've got coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So to answer that, I, I first want to just briefly discuss the the organization, if you will, of the contemporary art world. In that you have the artist that's represented by a gallery um, that that is is there to to kind of shepherd them into the marketplace, to connect them with the right collectors um, and institutions and support their career over a long period of time. And then you have different tiers of galleries. You've got the top tier, Gagosian, Zwerner, uh, but then you've got some younger galleries that you know are essentially feeder galleries, but really do the grunt work of building up an artist and, their, and celebrating them and bringing them to, to market. And then you have the auction houses, which provide, you know, the marketplace uh, in a very public fashion. Because in the contemporary art world, unlike the NFT, you know, NFTs with blockchain, most of the sales that are recorded uh, remain private. And so the auction houses actually represent, you know, the 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 public records, if you will, of all of these artists that come to auction, and so a lot of the prices that the auctions establish for these for these artists are used as justification for private sales of the same artist. What I think is what I think is different about you know the NFTs is or you know kind of the NFT marketplace is that one it's so new that you know Nifty Gateway was the gallery the institution, the curator, and the marketplace all in one at the beginning. And I think we're going to start to see that fractionalize as more and more, you know, different 
projects come come to light and kind of take in some different spaces, which I think is important because not one all not one institution should should have all that power. Um, there needs to be some sort of checks and balances. But the way I see Sotheby's or auction houses like Christie's or Sotheby's in general is positioning ourselves, you know, definitely at the the top end of the market to give some confidence to buyers that what they that what we are offering has you know has a previous track record and can and can and can and we can offer some legitimacy uh, and offer the right practices we definitely want to be setting industry standards if you will uh, but also i i what i really enjoy about the auction house uh, about my experience at the auction house within the context of nfts is that i'm dealing directly with artists for the first time ever and it's really exciting to see and connect with the artists to see how they are shaping their collections, giving some you know constructive feedback, and having that that personal dialogue between the artists has been quite rewarding and quite new uh, within the context of this. So I do believe that we'll continue approaching this both at the primary level and also at the secondary level at the at the very top end to uh, to try to capture a holistic uh, approach. Interesting. And and then so finally, are there any kind of themes that you're exploring, you know, relative to any exhibitions or auctions that you're planning? Um, so and, and how can artists engage with you or, or reach out to you? Do they, can they come directly or should they go through a recommended intermediary? How, how can how can creators engage with what you're trying to do next? Yeah, time? absolutely. I mean, we have some incredible projects in the pipeline. Um some are focused on the fine art, what I'm calling the fine art aspect of, you know, from like natively digital or the pack sale. But there's other there's other projects that we are going to focus on that explore different verticals, if you will, um, you know, like sports or, or gaming or collectibles. Because I do see huge markets for these if executed with the right intention and with the right, um, you know, spirit, if you will, you know, really focus on focusing on utility and community driven approaches. Yeah. In, in terms of, in terms of, you know, we, we get quite a few submissions for the project, you know, for projects at Sotheby's, we unfortunately just are setting up our own, you know, in the, in the coming months, we will be more streamlined to, to approach and to to engage with more projects uh, right now we're focusing on just a few to continue our track record and really continue building our credibility and momentum in the nft community uh, and after such i think we can open up the doors to to many more i would say more niche uh, or more you know smaller scale projects that have huge potential um but just you know just needs a little bit more time and, and uh, bandwidth to to accommodate everyone <laughs> Yeah, but yes, they can. Artists can definitely reach out to me directly. Um, I I, t I take I get emails all the time, and I try to respond. I respond to everyone, but I try to respond in a timely manner, and give constructive criticism if not uh, if we can't accept. Well, that sounds like an almost impossible job. So uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for thanks for, thanks for trying to do it. And look again, I would I'd like to say that I think it's been. It's been really fascinating to watch how quickly Sotheby's has adapted to this. And I think the considered approach, certainly 
within my circles hasn't gone unnoticed. As I said, it is it is distinct and different from other approaches. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to see how how you how you build upon that. So, uh, thanks for you know your leadership role both at Sotheby's and in the wider industry. I think it's doing um, a great service to to the wider NFT community. I, I that's music to my ears. That's that's the best validation is really that we're on the right path and that we're really approaching this the right way. Uh, that's for me. We believe. There's huge, or I personally, and I know that Sotheby's now believe that there is huge and long-term potential, and we are developing our strategy to really be community-focused, helping the artists, helping the creatives to really succeed in their respective uh, ventures. Very cool. Thanks for coming on, Max. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. So hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, like, rate, and review. We're going to be dropping two of these a week, so make sure you don't miss a beat. And also follow us on at NFTs WTF to keep updated on the NFT time catch will drop.